the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Brought to you by the Civic Sedan, delivering exhilarating performance and fuel efficiency. Visit Honda.ie. You're looking very well, Brent. Sorry, I about, am, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Mirrors are banned. Mirrors are banned. It's like a Jewish funeral. Mirrors are banned in this building whenever he's here. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about the heat in here, the stuffiness. In well, it's not too bad because I came over on my motorbike, so it's freezing anyway, so okay, you'll so you wonder why I'm sitting here with my jacket on everybody. Else is burning up. See the air, the aircon went. Uh, this is day three, and it sounds like a, oh air conditioning. But we have everything's closed off here. You see, so I always leave my door open anyway. Now everybody has the doors open. If it gets any warmer, I'm going to grow Here's a banana a question plant. To ask in we here. were just discussing outside. Yeah. You what? Do you find the cold more disturbing or too hot? Like, what is it for you? People often say, would they rather would they rather be locked in a fridge or would they rather be somewhere close to a fire? I don't want to be locked in a fridge. Uh, no, but I mean... At least it's something uh, to eat and drink, but, you know. I'm not talking about a, whether it's a summer or winter holiday. I'm just saying, yeah. do, do you fear cold more or do you fear heat more? Oh, fire. Yeah, so would I. Oh, God, yeah. At least I think you can get warm if you're, if you're cold. Some here do press-ups or sit-ups and that. Sorry? Press-ups and sit-ups. <laughs> no, but look, you're not getting it. I'm, I'm saying if you're freezing somewhere, no, if you're freezing you. somewhere, at least you can get, get warm. But I think if you're, if you're scorching hot someone, you can't you get can't away from the heat. Yeah, How do you yeah, cool yeah. down? How do you cool Physically, down? naturally. Round the corner to the pub. It's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're getting it. It's easy. Fun loving criminals. I think you've lost me. What? I think you've lost me. No, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Might might be a bit of rugby time. The the people's, what do I call it? The punters, pundits panel. I was just a bit disturbed when you said here with Brent Pope and the fun loving criminals. (laughs) Oh. No, 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 nothing personal. I don't mean the band. Do you think I'm sitting up here with some criminals or? Nah, Brent. I know. No, no. I mean, it's always it's always these mild matters. It's always the nice guys that cover in something really, <laughs> really deep, isn't it? That's it. Isn't that what it is? Oh, I've got secrets to share. He said in front of a microphone that's open. That's it, isn't it? Donica from the, what do I call it? The People's Pundits Panel, panel. or something like that, I don't know. PPP. The PPP, then everybody can just guess. Exactly. Okay, what do you got? Um, according to reports in the papers at the weekend, there was talk of South Africa coming up to join the six nations and make the seven nations. Brent, what do you think of that? And secondly, um, Italy, with their loss to France, have dropped below Georgia in world rankings. Does that leave it open that maybe we should bring in relegation or even a playoff between the Wooden Spoon winning team and the top of the second tier European competition? Yeah, really good points. And they've really occupied a a huge media space over the last week. What do I feel about South Africa uh, coming into the... uh, to the Six Nations, making it Seven Nations. They've also actually mooted uh, Fiji come in too, although where they'll be based. Um, call me old sentimental fool. <laughs> You're an old sentimental fool. I think it would devalue the competition. Look, yeah. I know for any South African fans out there where they're coming from, they're losing a, a, a horde load of players to the European game because of the, the value of the rand or whatever, and they can make good big money. Play. I think they've got something like 300 players playing in Europe. Uh, so they want to be playing in the most lucrative competition in the, in the world, which is the Six Nations or the Five Nations before it. But this competition, Pat, has history. 
You know, like exactly. we were talking last week about the animosity of the Scots feel about the England. You're talking about when Ireland play England, it's not just a few years of hatred. It's, you know, Whoa, eight hundred years of of that, that talk, but but it's the history behind the two teams. Like these teams have been playing each other for nearly a hundred years, or some of them over a hundred years. When you bring another team into it, I just think it waters down the whole competition a bit. But I do get the fact that young people out there want to see the best players in the world and see Ireland playing against the best teams in the world. I get that. The other thing I'd throw into it, it waters down the World Cup as far as I'm concerned as well because you take South Africa out of the Southern Hemisphere net and then you start saying, okay, you've got six or seven teams, the top ten teams in the world, playing every year. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. what's then the big deal about a World Cup every four years? You only Mm -hmm. add another couple of teams, maybe Australia and, and, and New Zealand. That would be it. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd all be playing each other regularly. I had a similar a similar criticism of um, of even the the Super Series in the Southern yeah. Hemisphere. It was like yeah. there was constant internationals, and it really oh, kind of, it, it watered everything down. Watered it down, and, yeah. and yeah. as soon as as soon as the rugby it started off with the Super Ten, which was a really tight competition, uh, you know, great viewing figures. People got excited. Then, then it became the Super Twelve. Then you're they up started to thirteen now. Well, exactly. Then they start bringing in teams, get weakened, players move around. Speaking of weak teams, what do you think of Dunica's other question? Yeah, which, which I, I think agree I, with that. Relegate the yep. yeah, because Italy is now below Georgia for God's sake. And and teams should be allowed to be uh, in the competition. I think it's right that they have a playoff every year. That they say, okay, the team that hasn't performed has to play off against a team that has performed. There you go. There you go. Uh, will, will it happen? I don't think so because there's too much money tied up in TV rights. There's too much money tied up in the establishment at the moment. So, but I mean, I think it should happen. What? I don't think Italy have won a game and what. I'll think about four years. Well, there you go. The one and away (laughs) game. There you go. We rest our case. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Simple Minds, April 22nd. And a glittering prize. And Brent and I were just saying, like, you you know why they're good? Some Mm. of the stuff you like. Neither you nor I would ever consider owning an album. No, it's just one of those things. I can remember that, you know, like a lot of their recognition come around that, you know, the number one, don't you forget about me, because it was a sort of an era, you know, movie-wise as well. But I don't know. It's just this... Was that in a film? Don't you... Breakfast Club. Oh, with right. With Molly Ringwald and all the I kind didn't of... I get the, Breakfast Club. I thought it was weird. Well, it was all that, you know, when you look back and uh, when you look back at all those, it was the kind of brat pack of, of young actors at that time yeah. that were coming through. But it was... No, we're just stuck in what a room. Was, what was the point? Yeah, they were just oh, talking. Oh, there's a point. Like they it. had the rebel, they had the, the sort of the girl next door, they had the guy, the studious guy, it was that. But that was their only number one, I think. But they've made good music, but... Hang on. This, no, you're back to Simple Minds. I yeah. was, sorry, I was oh, still on the, the movie. T- on the, t- yeah. the Breakfast Club, yeah, but uh, a lot of movies that... I think Molly Ringwald was in it. Oh, I yes. don't know. There was too much thinking involved for me. Yeah. Now I'm looking, so when's she, when's she going to... And him, anyway. Well. Hey, I have one of my stupid questions. Hit me with your rhythm stick Okay Why is it called touch When they spend 90% of the game Touching the ball That's a really good point That's not as stupid as think. Why is it called touch The ball goes into touch Out of touch Maybe it started with the ball Being out of touch Where they couldn't touch the ball So the ball was out of touch What (laughs) But I've never thought of it No because you're usually Touching the ball in rugby At some stage So when the ball goes Out of that area That they can still touch the ball Maybe it's Maybe it's termed that way. Jesus. Can we go back to the breakfast? Like a line-out I see because you line out against the other team. The line-out I see, 
But it's, it's like one of those. It's like one of those things that someone said the other day, like a jumbo jumbo shrimp that they have in the states. Like, how can yeah, you have a jumbo? There you go. There's a contradiction shrimp. in terms. Contradiction in terms. What Absolutely. other one? Fun run. It's another <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. From Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Double four zero four one hundred gets you straight through to the two of us. Hello, Nova, Pat speaking. And Hi, can I ask Brent Wolfe a question? Please? Absolutely. Hello, Brent, how are you? Great. Uh, just a, a follow on from uh, about a three, uh, you know, uh, relegation down from the Six Nation. What about the, the Pro 14? Uh, should we have a league where there is uh, relegation in that as well? Yeah. What part of Wales are you from? I'm from Neath. Oh. <laughs> no, well, who did I go on a rugby tour with a guy? For? Alan Edmonds, remember him? That's me, that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's that not you, is it? It is indeed, yeah. Good God. I went on a tour with you years ago, Alan. We did in uh, Switzerland, yeah. And you, yeah. Fa- and you famously gave the two fingers to John Kerwin, remember that? <laughs> I did indeed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's brilliant, Alan. Good to hear from you. Wow. Oh, he oh, was one yeah. of the. I often cite Alan as one of the was uh, the great the great tourists, uh, Welsh <laughs> tourists. But he was famous in New Zealand, Pat, for uh, when the All Blacks played Neath or something. John Kerwin, Alan, and you scored a try or or whatever. I but did. He, yeah, scored a I try. Did, he was yeah. running back to running back to for the scoreline, giving the one or two fingers to. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was ah, uh, was people loved it. Going back to your question, yeah, it's, it's a really good question because I think they, I think the competition needs a bit of vamping up, doesn't it? And I mean, a relegation always bring that in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually dying. Uh, it's, it's not. Um, you wouldn't. You wouldn't think Wales are a very good international team. Looking at the. No, the them. provinces. They play above themselves, but you always did that, yeah. you know, like well above themselves. But look, it doesn't help rugby that the same teams are getting beaten repeatedly, and oh. that's the argument it's against Italy. Okay. In the Even though Italy were competitive against France, the argument is that when sides like Leinster are beating teams by 50 points every every yes. second week, it, people criticise me for that, but I'm glad you agree because it detracts from, oh. it detracts from the whole competition, I think. It, 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 it certainly does. We need teams to be on the edge, but they're just playing to get into Europe and and it's the same old team or every every week, you know. Well, if you don't have relegation at the end of the day, if you're stuck somewhere in the middle mid range of the competition, what have you got to play for? You know, neither yeah. going to win the competition or you're not going to go down. So they even yeah. talked about this year when Saracens were going to be the team relegated. That suddenly teams just gave a huge sigh of relief and said, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose a couple of games here now, we're not going to go down. A lot of the games are meaningless. Uh, very meaningless, and the, and the crowds of certain oh, years are uh, can't are, be bothered. Hey, Alan, uh, thanks a million for ringing. Hey, stay great to stay hear in you, touch, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs> what a great to hear from him. Great tourist. Alan Edmonds, capped for Wales, uh, would have been, I don't know, would have been maybe sometimes in the 1980s. Wow, fancy that. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope. From Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Alan Edmonds uh, was just on there talking with Brent. I'm so, I'm so sorry, man. I I, um, I completely maligned you talking about the, the 1980s. Don't chase! I know. Um, Alan's debut, uh, test debut, was Ireland v Wales at Lansdowne Road in 1990. And 1990. You know, and you know what his last one was? In 19, uh, Also in 1990. <laughs> was, was Ireland v Wales at Lansdowne Road. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Edmonds. There you go. Famously ate, ate a half a loaf of bread dipped in wine. Oh, no. No. You can't do that. 
Well, no, well no, he did. He no didn't eat that much bread, for God's sake. <laughs> Especially when it's dipped in about three bottles of wine. It was not. Well, that was part three of that was that, that was part of a kind of a uh, in those old days rugby. Now we're talking old school. Was part of the kind of ritual that God. took a took a, a, a half a well, it might have been a quarter of loaf of, of, of bread and poured about three bottles of red wine into it, and then <laughs> had to eat the the bread. Of course, they were okay. pickled. You know, afterwards. What was what was the rest of breakfast like? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that he made it to breakfast. No, he probably, but, possibly not. Um, the the number is double four zero, uh, four one hundred gets you straight through. Hello, Nova. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to wish you a happy Valentine's Day for tomorrow. You are number one. You are a pole position. Really. Now, you have to remain anonymous. You realise that, don't you? I, mean. I do realise that. You honestly are my favourite DJ on the radio. And it's a joy and a pleasure listening to you. You will always hold a special, special place in my heart. Oh, that's cute. Thank you so much. By any chance, do you have any Bex tickets? No, but nice try. Ah, <laughs> uh, pack you about two. Good luck. <laughs> the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Um, commentators, you know, when you when you talk for a living, you can really, you get so many more opportunities to put your foot in it, don't you? you absolutely, know? especially live TV especially and radio. Especially live TV and radio, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. This was just a sort of language thing, I think, on the weekend there. Courtney Laws is up for England. I'm thinking, well, he should be. He's playing for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give you a couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, years ago, a guy in uh, New Zealand TV was saying, uh, rugby has always been 60% psychological, the other 50% physical. <laughs> Another one from a South African coach. Sure, there have been some deaths in rugby, but nothing serious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there was my favourite, I think I've told you this one, I think it was Fred Cogley, who went, commentators around the world were trying to find ways not to pronounce Jean Condom's name the way it was. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, con- yeah. There's a town called Condom. Yeah. Oh, it's Jean Condom. Right, yeah, yeah, and everybody, and all the commentators all around the world were going, Condom, or Condom, some, anything yeah. that's not say Condom. But, and I do believe it was Fred Cogley who informed a waiting planet because it was an international that Condom was bursting through on the inside. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> The Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. It was a good day. Last Saturday, you know, Brent, it was a good day for people like me who follow the heart more than the head, you know, because it really went right. Connor Murray, may I just say? so great game. Everyone was given out about him. Oh, no, take him out. He can't box kick shite off a rope and all that. Eh? Well, he had a great game. We didn't say it here, though, didn't we? Say, didn't we say a couple of weeks ago? Look, you know, I see what Andy Farrell's trying to do. He's trying to give these guys a. Tr- I think my exact words, what he's trusting in these players to find some of the form because Connor Murray was the world's best scrum half. You know, eighteen months ago yeah. or whatever, two years ago, and he had that injury, and then a bit of dip, dip in form and confidence over the World Cup. But he's back. He had a great game, he I think, great uh, game. last week. So you know, he repaid the coach's trust, and that's that's the best thing. Get it. And Johnny Sexton himself, Johnny Sexton, seems to be really 
revelling in, in the new captaincy role. I yes, so could too. be slightly overpassionate. Did uh, you see? Did you see when the, the, he and Conor Murray on the, on the sideline there after Murray had gone off and Sexton was off, so they had a little a little man hug. Little yeah, man. It was always, they had a moment. Yeah, they but did, like yeah. I mean, even you know, some people are saying is he a bit, being a bit overly exuberant for a captain? But I, I don't think so. I like the fact that he's going down the sideline. He's got his arms going. Come on, the crowd get behind me. That's all. There's a thin line, but sometimes there's a thin line between being overly aggressive when you're asking the referee for decisions and I think the best <laughs> captain there is there's a thin line because you want them on your side but I think he's right to ask the questions of the referee if he thinks the decisions are going against them. Let's see what Alex thinks of last weekend. Yes look what a great weekend I was actually to be honest I was, I was a bit taken back I was a bit surprised I wasn't expecting that and which is always good I thought Ireland were absolutely brilliant you know advancing their game plan trying to attack from deep and um, something that I think under Joe Schmidt at the end just wasn't there I think players lack confidence it's like the shackles are off in a way and I think if you just look at certain players, I thought Robbie Henshaw at 13 was, was unbelievable. You know, I, th- I thought he was actually, you know, going backwards in his career. And I think he just took it to the next step. Playing at 13, he's a great link up with, with Boniaki. It's just so exciting to see. The likes of Jordan Larmer, what can you say? The way he scored that try five, ten yards out, I think I counted six people were on top of him. And I just think it's been so long in the, uh, since we've seen somebody like that in an Ireland jersey do something like that. I think Conway was exceptional. It's great now that we have Keith Earls coming back. It's mad to think that, you know, Andrew Conway, his, his position actually is under threat and um, just due to Keith Earls. There, there is a couple of things that I do have concern. I thought Wales were really bad. <laughs> I thought they um, they had a chance to maybe take the lead or, or at least call the lead back at Ireland. They, they just completely brained it. Um, I think we need to put more ball carriers into the team. I think Peter Armani is brilliant. Don't get me wrong, and I, I keep saying it, but I think with Doris back, I think it just gives you another option to, to actually England. They're going to try and absolutely hammer us. And last year, we had no ball carriers to pitch against them, and it's where they really caught us. But... I do think England are on the ropes. I think we're going over to Twickenham with a free shot. I think if we lose to England by, by five or seven points, I don't think it's a disaster. We can still win the Six Nations. So let's go out and let's play it and let's really, really scare them. I think Eddie Jones is a bit shook. And, you know, especially after he got hit in the head with a bottle or whatever it was. But some some final, there's maybe a bit of concern over Johnny Sexton. I think he's a bit too angry um, in his captaincy. I think he needs to calm down. I think two predictions uh, for next weekend as well. I think you'll see France uh, go over to Cardiff and beat Wales. And I also think um, Scotland are terrible. And I think they will lose to Italy. Wow, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Comments on Alex's comments, Brent? Yeah, Alex, I like Alex and comes on. He's really knowledgeable about the sport. I'll agree with him on a couple of things. I'll disagree with him on the others. Agree with him about uh, Robbie Henshaw. I thought he made uh, a huge difference coming into the midfield with Bundyaki, and I like that partnership. It was a partnership of power. Of course, Gary Ringrose comes back into the equation um, as more of a, probably more of a playmaker. Um, I'd agree with the fact that I haven't seen anything. I started off this whole coverage by saying that I think that Ireland can win a championship or possibly go for a Grand Slam. I think that is still on. I haven't seen a lot from England. I'd have to say even last week I didn't see a lot from them. OK, it was awful They didn't have much of a chance to play anything. No, they didn't have, but terrible. I mean, I just don't think their, their, their key players are stepping up as much as Eddie Jones would like. I disagree. I think that France, I think that Wales might turn France over. Um, in Cardiff, I just think that getting Wales on a backlash, uh, they didn't perform well in Ireland. Alex is in Dublin. Alex is right about that. So I think that they'll uh, give France their kind of wake up call. As you say, season. they're at home. And they're at home. Wales are a different side at home. France also, the fact that they're a young side still, I don't think they've matured 
experience-wise. They're probably going to have a couple of down days. I don't think they'll go through this competition championship unbeaten, so I think probably if you look at who they're going to lose to, it's possibly Wales. I think that uh, Italy, much better against... Uh, much, much better against... Um, France, uh, and they'll be at home. I think that Alex might be right there, but I just have a feeling that Scotland need to do something as well. Uh, so you're probably looking at maybe a Scotland win there. So, but other than that, yeah, pretty much the Johnny Sexton thing. I'm still, I'm still slightly on the, I suppose on the on the fence about that one. I did think at times he possibly was a bit over exuberant going to the ref, but I just think you take the passion out of a captain. You take the passion. He looks yeah. to be a player that's enjoying his rugby again. He looks to be and a player that's passionate. And he wasn't was he for ages. That's a good point. No, he wasn't, and he and he, he does look at these one of these players. He just gets he he he's just so into the game, he's so passionate, he's so passionate about being captain for his country, he wants to do well, all those things are great I mean, can we knock the edges off a bit of, of, of the sense of going to the referee too often, uh, asking questions, yes, and he'll he'll study other captains like Richie McCaw who have a more gentler approach or whatever, but that'll come into his game, but let's not take the exuberance out of him just yet, I think he's playing well and it's really uh, it's, 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 going, it's, it's seeping through the whole team, that passion, so may that continue for Twickenham the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Radio Nova Drive with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope on Six Nations Live at Five. And Genesis, I know what I like in your wardrobe. Do you? Would you know what that song's actually about? Well, Greg Gochran says it is, and he knows most things when it comes to music. And he's, hey, Greg, come in here. Is that true what you say about that song? About, about something in someone's wardrobe. Yeah. Hey, remember we were talking last He's, week? He says it's about one of those people that goes and, like, takes stuff off the the, the, the clothesline, the washing line. Oh, that sneaks in and takes yeah. steals yeah. woman's undergarments and things like that. That's or, right. And then it's like... Do you remember this great story of Ozzy Osbourne? He didn't uh, Sharon, do that. No, Sharon locked him in the room naked or something, so he put on her clothes and he got out the window and he went drinking in Tokyo or something. Did you ever hear that story? No, I didn't. Yeah. Got out the window and he in all her gear and went out for a few drinks. I thought you were talking about rugby. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming here Sorry. eating a banana Sorry. that obviously Pat had half with his miserable face. <laughs> They all, jeez, I tell you, if you could see the scene here now, it's like the zoo. <laughs> I know. Well, you see, if it's because the air conditioning isn't working. If it gets any warmer in here, we'll grow the bloody things. It's grow house. Grow house. Uh, Greg. Yeah, what were you talking yeah, about? But that, I know what I like in your wardrobe. Mm. Was that about one of those people that goes around half-nicking? No, nick no, nicking. It's, it's kind you of... You told me it was. No, no, no. There, there's a madness song called In the Middle of the Night. Who's, it's about a little lad who goes creeping into gardens and stealing... Things off washing. You're looking at oh, Pat when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope from Radio Nova and Nova.ie. Listen to this. And Brent, Brent's actually headed now. An appointment up in the, in the Radisson. But this is why, you see, this is what John said earlier on about Brent, right? Brent, you were the only one giving Ireland a chance last week. No other commentator was giving them a chance. You're obviously the only one that knows anything about this rugby. It's for that Phil guy. What the hell is he muttering on about? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that is precisely why he'll be back next Thursday as well. This has been the Rugby Live at Five podcast with Pat Courtney and Brent Pope.
Brought to you by the Civic Sedan Diesel. Available in six-speed manual or a nine-speed automatic. Visit Honda.ie. Join us next week for another podcast or catch the show live Thursdays at 5 on Radio Nova and Nova.ie.